welcome back to Actually Adultish. My name's Janina, one of your hosts. And I'm Christina, your other host. Thanks for joining us again today. We are excited to be back another week. We're on, we've had a lot of episodes, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm it's so excited. excited. Oh, there, already got a text. Okay, actually got a text from our guest from today. But first of all, we want to start off with um, an announcement. Nina, do you want to <laughs> do you want to make the announcement? Okay. Well, this will now be a dynamic duo. Yeah. Yes. So, basically, we are announcing that Kaylin is no longer going to be one of the official podcasters. We're gonna miss her, but nothing like happened. We just yeah. There's no drama, Mama. We're all like super busy, and it just wasn't working with Kaylin's schedule. Like you guys. We, we say, like, she goes home a lot, and it just, like, was not happening, and none yeah. of us have the same school schedules, and... So, logistically, that's logistically why. Logistically, just wasn't... Yeah. But nothing emotional, out. no physical fights, Don't nothing. Worry. Don't we, worry about we that. Her. We, we still love, her. love each other. And she's gonna <laughs> just, like... Basically, if she's just free and around, she's gonna come on and stuff, so... She might be back every, every so often when she is free but yeah so just so you know what's going down so basically it's going to be nina and me and yeah so if you haven't already you should definitely subscribe you should definitely tell your family your friends your dog your cat everybody Mm -hmm. um and leave a rating and review on itunes it's free we like to hear from you, so make sure you send in topics to actuallyadultish.com or email us at actuallyadultish at gmail.com. We love, love, love to hear your guys' feedback. It's been really nice to hear from you. So today, I'm really excited. We have, we're have we going to have two guests on the podcast. So we have Kate from com. She's a wellness blogger, and I met her through like blogging because I asked her if I could interview her for my blog and I'll link to that interview if you want to read it below and then we became friends through that and then we have her business partner Jess and she's a holistic health coach and they're both from Philly and they're awesome and we just want to hear from them about health and life and everything and there's Kate texting me so we're gonna get them on the line and then interview them yay (laughs) Hi guys! Hey, hi. How are you? Good. Hey. Super busy, but awesome. How are you guys? We are good. It's We're finally just... good to meet you guys. Yeah. I know. I feel like I like. T- well, I know. I know Christina more yeah. than Instagram, but I feel like Nina. This is like this is big for me. <laughs> <laughs> Meeting a celebrity. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We're meeting celebrities. Um, no, we're so excited to talk to you. We have a ton of questions. So why don't we start off with, you guys can each like tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves. So Jess, why don't you start? Sure. So I am a former marketer. I was in marketing for about 10 years, um, working on some pretty cool brands like Food Network and um Diageo, which owns um, like Captain Morgan and Smirnoff and things mm. like that. Um, and and then I worked at Comcast before, um, which everyone hates. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have like the girls really the spectrum. Up. What what? I have both ends of the spectrum. Oh. 
Um, and I just really um, found myself, you know, marketing brands that I was not totally passionate about anymore and wanted to be able to help people in a different way. And um, so I put all that energy that I had for marketing into learning about health coaching and being able to work with women one-on-one on, you know, their health, but also helping them with their lifestyle and, you know, finding out what kind of things were blocking them from taking care of themselves. And so that is what I've been doing now for the past couple of years. Um, since my daughter was born, I went full-time into coaching. And um, yeah, I live at home with my my husband and my daughter. Her name is Carmen. And um, Kate and I met through the internet and became friends. And now we're working on some pretty cool projects together as well. Was it friends at first sight? It was, yeah. <laughs> Friends at first um, Instagram like. That's so cute. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> That's the new way. Okay, Kate, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am a food blogger. Um, I have a similar background as Jess. I worked in marketing for about only like a year and a half, honestly, and I was like, mm, no more. Um, <laughs> so I was there. I worked for actually pharmaceutical companies, biotech, life science companies, far less fun than Smirnoff. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, definitely not in line with a holistic approach to health. (laughs) And um, it just felt really weird to be, I was starting to explore like, you know, more plant-based diets and um, mindfulness and yoga and meditation. And then I was like helping advertise for Big Pharma, which just felt weird. So I um, (laughs) had started my blog at the time and was really enjoying it and just having so much fun creatively. And then I thought, why not? Just go for it. So I made a big move and left um, my job and started to really just plug away at it constantly. And then, um, yeah, connected with people through Instagram, through online, through the blogging world, which has opened up a lot of opportunities. And then Jess and I, you know, like she said, met through Instagram and both had this like common goal to kind of do something more and to make a greater impact um, than just online. So when you say you met through Instagram, what exact? So does that mean like you guys were like liking each other's pictures, sliding in that DM? Yeah, like what does that mean? <laughs> so I was creeping on Jess. I'll be honest. Um, I thought I wanted to Flatter. become a health coach when I when I first started. So mm-hmm. I you know typed in health coaches near me, which is Philly, and health coach Philly popped up, which was awesome. So I reached Fitting. out. To- <laughs> Yeah, it was a um, great SEO, Jess. <laughs> That's my marketing background. Really, though? It's, like, perfect. <laughs> Seriously. And then, yeah, just reached out to her from there. And then you guys met up and <laughs> became best friends. Yeah, yes. so we, we met about a year ago and um, just, like, kind of connected. And then a, a whole year passed, and we decided to get together again. And since that time, we both kind of had, like, a bigger idea or better idea of what we wanted to kind of accomplish here in Philly. And so that's when we were able to really like put something together and we both got so excited by it that that, you know, started turning yeah. into yeah. like daily texts, weekly yeah. meetings. <laughs> um, we we're pretty much talking all the time. <laughs> all day long. I How? think too, Jess. Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think, you know, you meet a lot of people and you comment on each other's stuff and you appreciate what they're putting out into social media and and the blogging world or anywhere. And, um, you think they're cool, but you know, 
there's certain people you just couldn't necessarily work with as well. And I think that Jess and I, um, on top of sharing like the same common goals, uh, just both got a sense that we could just work well together and just have the same kind of like, I don't know, passion for it. And, and the way we, we attack things and approach things is similar. So I think that kind of naturally fell into place too. How far away do you guys live from each other? I live in southern New Jersey, so I live right over the bridge. Um, so it's about a 20-minute drive, or I usually just take the train in 15, 20 minutes. Oh, okay, so you're super close. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny how, like, people make fun of people meeting on Instagram, but I've met, like, most of my close friends, <laughs> like, through Instagram. I know. Like, well, I w- Kate, I wouldn't have, like, met you. Well, No. Have we actually met? What what defines meeting? If I haven't <laughs> met you in real life, does I that was count? talking that too. Like, I guess we've met. I consider it meeting. Yeah, I mean, like I talk to a lot of stuff. Yeah, too. we like talk to each other every day. So <laughs> that's meeting. Yeah, that's meeting. That counts. <laughs> Just don't catfish me because I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm real. Uh, you like you can see me. <laughs> it's no, so I hard to catch I ca- catfish people part. now, huh? It yeah, it is harder to catch to catfish people now like i don't <laughs> to catch them to catch them yeah okay so let's go so you told us a little bit about how you got into health coaching jess but do you do you have a, like a specialty like you said you work with women um is there anything like specifically like related to women that you focus on or just any woman <laughs> yeah so i so i first started doing health coaching and i wasn't completely sure who my market was going to be. So I had coached some friends and, um, two guys fell into that and it really only lasted one session because I just (laughs) did not relate to them at all. Um, a lot of my really good friends are guys, but when it comes to something like health coaching, I just, I couldn't get into it. And I was finding myself kind of like forcing it. And I did not want to get out of a job that I was already forcing and put myself into another one that I was forcing. So I just decided right then and there after like that one session with each of them, like we just kind of ended it. I said, you know, it, it just really wasn't working for me. And, um, you broke up with them. <laughs> I with clients. And that is how I, I knew that working with women, I didn't get that same feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Because I really wanted, when I jumped into this new career, I wanted it to be something that I really enjoyed going to work every day. And I can truly say that that's what happens now. Like, I like to have relationships with my clients. That's like, you're getting coffee with your best friend, you're getting coffee with like, just another one of your girlfriends. And many of my clients, I end up either working with them past, you know, the three or six month program that I put out into a longer time period, or ended up being friends with them after we're done working together. And I really enjoy that, that part of my business. So I work with women who um, really can be going through any number of things. I don't specify exactly what you need to be um, suffering from in order to work with me. But I do love my um, hormone and fertility clients because Mm -hmm. it just takes the, you know, the normal health coaching to another level because hormones are such an interesting topic and can really be at the root of many um, of the issues you could be experiencing. And I just, I love getting into that aspect because it's just so fascinating to me. And I love especially um, seeing women who have struggled with infertility for years and years and years. And then they call me and tell me they're pregnant. And I'm one of the first people that know, like, in addition, yeah, that's special. That's yeah. Amazing. 
It's yeah. so funny. I'm actually going to see this um, in two days on Sunday. One of my um, old clients, who's now a friend of mine, she just had a baby, and I'm going to meet the baby. It's just, it's cool oh to me. Oh my god, that's <laughs> oh, so yeah. cute. Love it. Is so, there is there something that you notice like most people are doing wrong, or they need to fix, like in order to balance out their hormones and stuff? Yeah, the typical pattern is that we as women generally try to do too much and we no. <laughs> stress Never. ourselves out and cortisol is a mess and that's your stress hormone and that just kind of takes over everything else. So you end up with high cortisol and you know maybe low progesterone and that could limit your, you from getting pregnant or could bring on other symptoms that you're experiencing. But I'd say like 90% of the time I I'm looking at patterns of high cortisol and that's really just high stress, trying to do too much, working out too hard, not eating enough. Um, and it just really can mess up everything else. Yeah, definitely. It's actually like speaking of that, I was just right before this, I was reading my book. I was doing homework and for school and they were saying that women, like if you account for all of the work that they do, like, raising children and housework plus regular work like if they're working they work um like more than men the time span is a month if you're working a month for a month mm-hmm. 24 hours each day oh like, my god that's wow. how much more work time that women put in that's crazy than men. and sometimes i don't even know that i'm stressed until like it's like after yoga or after your workout then it's like oh you feel like this huge relief come off your shoulders you know yeah like you don't realize that sometimes Totally. I think stress like kind of can easily become our norm and we can become comfortable in it because we're just in it all the time. Yeah, definitely. Like even with Kate, like sometimes we need to check each other and be like, okay, let's go take a self-care day. We're not talking about anything. That's good. (laughs) That's That's really good. Yeah, it's important. Checks on that. Okay, so Kate, blogging. So how did you like... When you first decided to switch, like quit your job and do blogging full time, how did you like break that news and how did that go over? <laughs> People thought I was crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of, I'd say the first month or two blogging, it was purely for a hobby. But then I, you know, really looking at it like a potential business. And I think that was where it, it, it made that shift and where other people started believing me too. Yeah. I think that obviously it took a long time and I wrote about it recently. Like I nannied for a while and I, I made changes. So to free up more time for myself to kind of evaluate how I was going to do this. Um, cause I knew it would, it would take time. And it's definitely, if you want to become like a blogger overnight, no, no. wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong space. Um, I hate to say it, but I think that because I gave it like that attention and really, I would, I mean, I was obsessed with it like that that's what it needs to be a little bit. And I think a healthy obsession is important, but, um, yeah, I think that people started to believe me when I truly believe myself and I, maybe it sounds cheesy, but it's true. I think that I also did my research and, you know, when my parents were like, what are you thinking? I had, you know, evidence <laughs> and like other, <laughs> you know, others that were making it work. So, um, and I always made it very, it's a blog and I wanted that to be a huge, like, part of me and my platform I also wanted to like do other things too and I think that's what really um like the thing that I just love about blogging is that you can there's other facets of it and there's other ways like like what Jess and I are doing and what we're working on and um there's just ways to grow and like 
go further than just the blog. Because I mean, there's always there's always room for more more connection. Was there a moment that you were like, okay, this is legit. I'm like a real blogger. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough one. I mean, honestly, like when I started seeing people like remaking my recipes and tagging me in them, and when I like went somewhere and they said oh, what's your blog name? And I say, Kaylin, and they're like, oh, I read your blog. Like, I was around oh, town so and, like, cool. had met yeah, someone. that's who's cool. Like, yeah, like, that's, you know, I wouldn't say it was, like, when I hit 10,000 followers or anything like mm-hmm. that. I think that's when I truly really realized that, like, okay, people are on this thing, and they're, they, um, they look, and they pay attention, yeah. and then that's what it's about. What's been the hardest part about blogging? Uh the comparison I'd say I I should say competition because no one's outright competitive let's be real I mean no one's gonna say that they're being competitive but I think that um comparison and just like the comparison trap a little bit that I fall into but I mean that's also personality style I think someone who does make a leap and like takes a chance or a risk in, in making their own business is generally more perfectionist anyway so I think that that's not crazy that I I tend to and be better at what I'm doing and, and working harder. But um, yeah, I think that also I recently, so I think it's really important to like not put too much of yourself out there because you, you can be private and you can have things that are just yours too. Yeah. So um, I've been toying with the idea of doing a post about this because I think there's a little bit of responsibility from influencers and bloggers to just be mindful of like how they're presenting things. Like the other day I saw, and I told Jess about this. I saw someone who's like, like elite, almost a million, beautiful photography, amazing influencer. And she did a partnership, um, where she was, it was clearly a sponsored post and she was doing something, um, for like KitchenAid or something. It was like baking and she made homemade marshmallows. Very cool, beautiful picture. But like she had just given birth like two days ago and had announced that. And in my head, I'm like, okay, this has probably been on like their editorial calendar for like weeks, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there were comments coming in from women, like, because she has such a powerful influence that were like, oh my God, I could, how do you do it? Like, I feel so silly that I can't manage my boys and oh. cook and everything Aww. else. And, and I was just like, it broke my heart a little bit. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was her fault by any means. I just, People don't realize, like, like, yeah. There's so much that goes behind the scenes. And it's not just, like, it doesn't capture your whole life. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's important that we, if we use this platform in a way that we're saying it's authentic and it's genuine and it's it's spontaneous, I mean, just be real about it. Because people are looking at us and, and thinking, how the hell is she doing it and I can't do it? And then it's just shameful, you know? So I don't know if that makes sense. But no, I think does. that, you know, blogs... They need to be just aware of that a little bit, especially the grow. Just intensifies. Yeah, like, I mean, we've talked about this. Like, I just, I think it's easier when you are blogging, it's easier for you to tell when somebody's not being totally genuine or, you know, if it's just a sponsored post and you're like, oh, they don't actually use that. Like, it's easier for us to tell, but other people don't notice. Like, they, they think that everything is real. And we do, and it's it's also our responsibility to like do things with brands and partner in in ways that are organic and make sense too. So I think that, but at the same time, you know, it's a business, and I think if as long as the readers and everybody, um, 
if we part of, it's two things it's dispersing content that's that's not sponsored too and providing value that isn't purely you know the voice of another brand yeah. but um so it's that and then it's just you know being really mindful of who you partner with and what you do so I think it's always that you know I I'm not gonna lie and say that I haven't been tempted by things that maybe weren't in line with my brand because yeah. you need to sometimes yeah I mean it is it is a business yeah um <laughs> So let's talk about what you guys were like in college. What was your experience like? We can start with Jess. Sure. So um, actually the reason I got into holistic health is because I was so bad. So in college, I, you know, I've, I've always been pretty much the same size my whole life and could eat whatever I wanted. And then in college, I started doing Easy Mac and going to frat houses and drinking beer and noticed that the weight started to creep on a little bit. And so at that point, I was totally new to dieting. I'd never done it before. I didn't know what it was. And I developed somewhat of an unhealthy relationship, I guess, with it because I assumed that if I was gaining weight, that mean that meant I had to work out to burn more calories. I had to eat, um, you know, diet foods, like things that were sugar-free or low fat. And, um, you know, I didn't go crazy with that in college, but that's where it started, where I thought that that was the way to eat healthy. Yeah. And then I, you know, realized, I guess it was like eight years later, six years later, now five years later, that <laughs> <laughs> now it's really just about eating whole foods and more real food. And yeah. I, all this, the Splenda and the like Weight Watcher cookies that I had and all the just shitty food that I had in my pantry. And (laughs) I read this book by Kimberly Snyder called the beauty detox foods or diet. And I was just like amazed. I remember like I read the whole thing in one weekend. I couldn't believe that (laughs) you could eat whatever you want as long as it's like not a bunch of junk. And so, um, that's totally changed my mindset. And that's when I started, you know, looking into like holistic health and, enrolled at IIN and, you know, got into this lifestyle. So me in college was totally different. <laughs> I, I, um, you know, just ate whatever was around and, um, then started to turn into like an unhealthy sugar-free kind of diet. And now I'm a totally different person. Yeah. I feel like that's the trend with like everyone's health journey. And like for us, it, it really helped being in LA. Yeah. Definitely. And, like everyone reaches that epiphany where you can like mm-hmm. eat whatever you want if you just eat healthy. Yeah. Wait, so when you like, when did you read that book? Were you done with college or you in it? <laughs> I was done with college. So okay. yeah, no, I was, done, I was done with college. So, but I had like a good span of time where I was in that unhealthy period. And, you know, like I didn't look any different necessarily, but I always felt crappy. Like I just never felt right after eating and just thought that there was something wrong with my digestion. And that was like many years that went by until I realized that it was all the just really terrible foods that I was eating. It didn't matter that it was low calorie. I mean, that's when like I thought calories were the ultimate deciding Mm -hmm. factor on how I felt or how I looked or how I, you know, what weight I was. And it was just like a total epiphany when I realized (laughs) that calories really don't matter that much at all. I know. It's so freeing. Like I was telling Nina there was like a time when – I like thought I was like eating too many calories mm-hmm. and then I tried to like eat less and I think about like how little food I got to eat and now I think about how much food I eat now <laughs> because like you know because I'm eating real food now and I just eat 
all like all day <laughs> so much and it's like i don't oh i wish i had known because i could have eaten so much more food like <laughs> my whole like you <laughs> could have enjoyed it yeah but yeah. yeah okay what about like the education side of it and like the social side of it like how was your experience with that well, I was sort of a marketing major, um, but I actually went to school thinking I was going to do international business in Japanese. Oh, and, oh. Um, do you speak Japanese? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I thought I was going to like oh, live in Japan awesome. and be this like really successful, rich business person. Wait, where did <laughs> that come from? <laughs> I have no idea. I, have I no grew idea. up in Japan. I love it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I have literally no idea where that came from. I guess I like just I developed that in my head and thought that's the ultimate career and I freshman year someone down the hall from me was taking Japanese and was struggling really bad and I was I was turned off by that I didn't want to do anything it was super hard I would be too <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I was like okay I'll just do marketing because that seems easier and it seems like more fun so um my classes I guess were pretty like the actual like marketing and creative classes were came pretty easily to me. It was like the accounting and finance and statistics I really couldn't do very well. I mean, I was always a good student, but those um, they were just really really hard for me. Yeah, and that was like the first time in my life when I started getting like C's in classes, um, and it really just turned me off. So I knew that whatever career I had outside of school was going to have nothing to do with numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Um, and socially I was, um, so I was in a sorority, but I actually started out by playing rugby. Oh, oh. damn girl. Get it. <laughs> I, um, I played soccer my whole life up until college and didn't know what I wanted to do in college and was just kind of looking for like a group. Like I wanted to yeah. for something to do to have a tribe. And, um, the girl down the hall from me was doing rugby and she's like, you can be the kicker. And I was like, perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> I was the girl in the back who kicked the rugby ball down the, down the field or whatever they call it. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I did that for a semester and it was fine, but I just still wasn't feeling it. Um, and then I thought about doing crew because they needed someone on the boat who could like yell the command. <laughs> I was always like the like, oh, maybe I could fit in there. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, sophomore year, my friend Gabby was in a sorority and I was like, never the sorority girl. Like I was, you know, I was always hanging out with boys. Like I was always in sports. Like I just never associated myself with a sorority. And, um, I just went out for it. And it's so funny because that was in 2003 and I'm still involved in my sorority now. So I'm the advisor now for the chapter that I was, um, a part of. Yeah. So so, years ago, (laughs) so you had a good experience with your sorority, I'm assuming since you still are involved. Yes, I did because I learned very quickly that I don't know if this is it's like this everywhere, but I went to school in Philly. So um, the scene, the Greek scene, is I think just maybe a little bit different than it is elsewhere. And the people were all very real. We had so many different um, kinds of girls in the sorority that were very much um, they were very driven, like you two are. They you know, we're going after these really amazing goals. And we all had just very cool stories. Um, We weren't cookie cutter by any means. And it helped me develop leadership, you know, 
I was able to take on positions um, with a lot of different programming that helped us become better versions of ourselves. And I met all my friends there who I'm still friends with now. So it's really cool. My sister ended up coming to Temple too, and she joined the same sorority. Aww. So we were like, she's a legacy. <laughs> yeah, a couple sisters. And, um, and then when I graduated, I wanted to still be involved in some way. And my advisor was leaving. And so I ended up becoming the advisor. And I've been doing that now for eight years. Wow. So. Wow. That is a long time. I know. But I, you know, I wanted to be able to show these girls that they're, you know, like we can bring value to them. And like, I want to be able to help them just like learn about life after school. And I want to bring things to the meetings that are, you know, going to benefit them in some way. So, you know, we bring health and wellness stuff. Sometimes we do, we bring in speakers to talk about career. We bring in self-defense, like lots of different things that are, um, that they may not get if they weren't part of an organization. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, because a lot of times in college, those are the things that you don't learn. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make up for the <laughs> lack of real education here. <laughs> okay, so Kate, your turn. Okay, so as far as like social and education, I went to Arizona State. Um, big oh, my school. friend goes there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it is huge. <laughs> um, so I heard they have really good parties. <laughs> yes, plenty of parties. <laughs> um, so we are just a really, really, it was a huge school. And, and Greek life was really, really strong, for sure. I was not in a sorority. It was um, what I heard of it and of like, you know, hazing and all that. It, it's yeah. pretty, it was a more traditional like sense. And I think it's because it was, the size of the school and that it, it was um, very much about like looks and things like that. So that's what I, that was the vibe I got from it when I stepped foot on campus. So I decided not to go that route. But what was amazing about ASU was that it was so big that like you didn't really need to be a part of Greek life to be able to find other people. And um, I moved from New Jersey to there and it was a big move and it was a big change Um met a lot of people from the West Coast who are very different than Philly people, but that was awesome too. And um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it. I studied sociology and I did that because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. <laughs> like 99% <laughs> yeah, of like us. Like, yeah, like everybody. I started as an English major actually because I've always loved to write. And then I, I took, I did take one sociology class and I really loved it. I mean, it's fascinating. Um, and it makes sense why now I kind of wish I had done marketing because it's really the study of people and, and the way they make decisions the way they think. And, um, yeah, I just thought that that would be the way to go. And then by like junior year, I was like, wow, I really still don't know what I'm going to necessarily do with this. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but you know, I think it's, it's more the experience and the growth that you have at school too. It's not just about the classes or the grades. I think that being, you know, thousands of miles from my friends and family was huge. I think that, learning to live independently, learning to live with other, I had four roommates, um, for two, for three years, we had four roommates. The first year I only had one. You learned but so much from living with roommates. <laughs> so much. You just, it's just like, it's, it's a time to grow for sure. So whether it's academically or socially or just learning about yourself, I think that it's really important. I think that it is important though, to, if you don't know what you're doing or, or, or what you want to do, just maybe slow down. I, I wish I had slowed down my classes. Like I was like, okay, I'm graduating four years. Like I was dead set on that. And I wish I had been more open-minded to like 
maybe part-time for a semester to kind of like evaluate what my options were because once you're on track to graduate, you don't want to veer from that. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of maybe my, my one regret. And then as far as like food and health and what I was like back then, lifestyle wise, <laughs> no balance. <laughs> um, <laughs> none. I didn't drink. So I was okay. So I'm at the biggest party school in the country and I don't drink. So that yeah. was odd. Um, I'd go to the parties, but not drink. And then I was in Arizona. So everyone replies with, oh, so you're Mormon. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get into all of that because I was really, so the first year, freshman year, I was definitely in my eating disorder. I was struggling pretty bad. And um, that had probably started senior year of high school, honestly, and maybe hadn't been as obvious because I hadn't lost as much weight at that point. But it was definitely the thought patterns and the behaviors were there. And I think that had to do with my response to change. I was scared shitless. And people would ask me, like, aren't you scared to go to, you know, across the country for school? And I'd say no, but I obviously was. And um, yeah, so I was just going to the gym a lot, <laughs> counting every calorie and, and really obsessing over food and, and having a hard time getting past that. And, and honestly, I'd say the first year of school, I didn't, I was there, I was present, I would go to the football games, I would do the stuff, but mentally I was just not. And then um, I'd say, I think it was like the very end of freshman year is when, was when I went to treatment. So that intensified everything because then I was juggling school and that. And yeah, it wasn't necessarily like a typical college experience. <laughs> Wait, were you still doing school while you were in treatment? Yes. Yeah, so they wanted to oh my God. have me. Yeah, poor idea. Um, <laughs> they wanted me to go to a level of care that, that would require me leaving school. And I said, hell no. And, you know, it was it was a battle to even get me to be open to going to like the lower level. So I did um, switch to online classes and I kept my one night class. And then I would do that all day. I'd be in treatment all day and then I'd go to go to class god that's really impressive i don't know i would not have been able to do that okay can we talk for a second about like i feel like this is such a big issue like especially for people i mean for all women but Mm -hmm. especially in college i feel like i'm surrounded by it like this obsession with the dieting and the calories and the working out and like even if not everybody says like i have an eating disorder i feel like most people have disordered eating patterns disordered eating. honestly yeah, like absolutely like if not everybody like if i feel like everybody at some point has had at least one yeah. disordered thought you know what i'm saying um yeah. why do you guys think that is like where do you think this comes from i think i mean there's no doubt that like society and just comparison among women is a, is an issue but i wouldn't say that it's all of it i think that behaviors and control and like those those little things you do to I don't want to call them rituals or routines but like you know what I mean like those impulses to like act on in this case you're in this case you're eating and your food it's obviously a sign of something else going on like whether it's an anxiety around something a fear um depression I don't know what I, I just I think it's very unrealistic to think that like oh we just do them because it's what we do like no there's something going on Mm -hmm. so I think that you have to work on a little bit working on like yourself and figuring out like inside what what am I what am I struggling with that's causing me because I know like to this day if I have a really stressful week I'm more prone to like want to to think about the numbers or something and it's it just it ebbs and flows for sure 
I think the other side of disordered eating too is um, when you use your emotions or, or things you want to feel like comfort or less stress, you use that void and you fill it with food sometimes. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times you, um, like I, I work with clients who are like, I don't know what happens. I have a terrible week and I just like, can't stop eating stuff out of the pantry. I'm not even hungry. And it's because you have to like get to the root of like, well, why are you, why are you doing that? Like, is it because you're actually hungry or is it because you're bored? And like, can you do something else instead with that time? Like you have to almost, you have to like think about it beforehand before you like even go over to the pantry. Like, and it happens to me too. Like I eat out of boredom sometimes I'm not perfect, but I like start to think to myself, like, why am I opening the fridge right now? Am I actually hungry? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Go do something else. (laughs) Um, I think that that's the other side of the spectrum is like trying to fill that void of comfort or boredom at the office or, you know, being in class all day and then getting home and being stressed. Like, is there something else that you can do that's good for yourself that makes you feel awesome without, you know, going and running and reaching for like 7-Eleven? I don't know if you guys have those out there, but like the... (laughs) Yeah, we do. We do. Like going there and getting a bunch of terrible food or like, you know, whatever you guys have in the, in your apartment. Drinking. Yeah. Or drinking, yeah. yeah, or something, some yeah. kind of I, comfort. I think there's two other things. I think also a big part of it is just like the comparisons, like we were talking about before, just like society now. I just feel like everyone's like, especially with social media, everybody's comparing themselves to each other, yeah. and also just the fact that so much quote health information is not actually health information; it's mm-hmm. diet information. Like mm-hmm. it's like, very misleading. I yeah. thought like I'm really like, I didn't know anything about health. Like I was so unhealthy when I first came to college and then I was like, oh, I want to like get healthy. I want to feel good. And so I read magazines and magazines <laughs> are telling me, oh, healthy people eat 1200 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's that's like what healthy is. That's not what healthy is. You mm-hmm. know, it's like and so it's like this mismatch like what people think is health information is actually dieting and restrictive patterns. Yeah. Because skinny yeah. is not always health. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. totally. Yeah. And it's like kind of what Kate was saying before, like Instagram, like people paint this like image of what they're doing and all this stuff they're taking on and all the foods that they're eating. And they're making this image that isn't, isn't realistic for yeah. a lot of people. Totally. Yeah. I think, you know, <laughs> I know just, I can only talk for my own feed, my own Instagram feed. But, like, if I posted something, I probably actually ate that three days ago. Like, not today. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I might have eaten completely differently today. So I think, yeah, social media is tough. It's becoming really hard. And I think, too, it's almost dangerous because we are kind of morphing our messaging to be about, like, just wellness. And it's it's less – we don't really say the word diet either, which is very interesting. Like, we don't – we just talk about being healthy and feeling good and eating clean and it's like okay but it's it's still restrictive and um yeah I think that the word diet is is less common in in society right now but it's still very much there yeah no I agree I mean no one wants to say it just it kills me when I like I was just thinking about this the other day there are some big and I was talking to Nina about this there are some big healthy food bloggers like that have millions of followers and people think of them as big people in the health world and I'm like that person doesn't eat healthy or like their exercise patterns are not healthy Mm -hmm. like you don't like people who are like you know doing two a days and eating 
like a thousand calories and like girls like oh my god she's so healthy and I'm like no like (laughs) yeah no I definitely understand I when I was like really at my thinnest I don't even know if it was like I don't even know if it was like shocking to see me because maybe that would have been somebody's normal but for me that was not my normal and the way that I you know now being in a healthier state understand that is you know, I was going to the gym two, two to three times a day. Like I was Whoa, obsessing, oh like it was my life. I was writing every calorie down. I was thinking about it all day. I was reading articles all day. And it's like, um, yeah, talk about not sustainable. Like if I ever wanted to have like, you know, a normal life or a career or like a kid, like, no, yeah. I couldn't do that forever, ever. So, um, I think that's a clear sign too. If you look at your lifestyle and can't say to yourself, yeah, I could sustain this for the next 5, 10, 15 years. I could realistically have the energy and the time to do this. Then that's probably a sign too. (laughs) I think a lot of college girls can like totally relate with that. So what recommendations would you give for college students who want to start a healthier lifestyle? I think the first thing you have to think about and assess is like, what is your environment? Do you have access to food? You know, do you have, are you, are you limited to what is ever, whatever is in your dining halls or are there places on campus that could potentially offer a healthier option? Or do you have a grocery store, the ability to deliver groceries to your apartment? Do you have a kitchen? Like what is your setup? And I think it's going to be so different to everyone. I recommend always like the number one thing you can do that's really amazing for yourself and your body to feel your best is drink water. Um, it's such a simple thing, but something that so many of us forget. And even I'm guilty of it sometimes. Like I'm like, Oh shoot, I only had five cups of water today. I I need three more at least. Like, (laughs) you know, that's like the number one thing that everyone, um, in college should hopefully have access to. So just bringing a tumbler around with you to each of your classes and filling up between classes and trying to drink that throughout the day will help your body in so many ways. So that's my number one tip. Okay, wait. Can I just say something funny? I don't know if I've told you this. I did not drink water oh, yeah. until I was a sophomore in college. Like, what do you mean you never drank water? Like, I never drank straight water. Like the only First of all, I had barely any liquid. Like I just never like oh. drank liquid. When I what I would drink was I drink a lot of soy milk and orange juice and Gatorade and vitamin water. Oh no, girl. <laughs> because i hated the taste of water and like most people (laughs) it's just so i just can't believe all the things you used to do like i just think about i remember like i was having so many digestive problems during my life and i remember so many like my doctors would be like well are you drinking water and i'm like i haven't had i there would be i would go like a week without having liquid like i would only eat food Oh my god! Oh my god! How did you? I just wasn't there. I don't. It was so (laughs) gross, and I can't even imagine that now because you know me how anal I am about Mm -hmm. water. Now I like if I don't get at least two liters, like I have a panic attack. (laughs) I don't have my my big ass water bottle with me everywhere. Can they see you? Wait, can you guys see this water bottle? No. No, we oh, can't. No, do okay, it. yeah, it's well, like it's like this. Her head. Yeah, it's this huge thing. It's so <laughs> heavy, and I have to buy purses accordingly so I can bring it with me everywhere. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it sounds like me now. Yeah, but yeah, and like if you don't like water, I get it. You know, put in, lemon in it. Yeah, put some lemon. That's what I did. That's how so I transitioned. Yeah. Put some, some strawberries. Put some oranges in there. Put something yeah. in there that you like that's going to make you want to drink it. I don't care. You know, why don't if you make a lemonade out of it if you need to squeeze it 
shit ton of lemons in there yeah. and put a little bit of honey in there and make it taste really good. Yum. Yeah. Cool. I think also, okay, like, what about, I think the problem is that, like, people don't know where to look for good resources of mm-hmm. what is healthy or how to be healthy. You know, because, like, people are reading Cosmo Magazine and Cosmo <laughs> and, like, yeah. When, like, you can learn so much from Instagram. Yeah. So but, much. But, no, but then you ran into the problem where, like, half of those people are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know How do you know who to trust? Like, what would you guys... Just get yourself a Christina. That's what I did. <laughs> no, no, but, you know, like, okay, do you have any suggestions for, like, like where does somebody look if they genuinely, they're like, I want to start being healthy or, like, what's a good resource for me to start learning about this? Gosh, it's tricky. I mean, you can look at Kate and my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah I was going to say kaylinit.com. <laughs> no, I think I think it's so important to like, you know, check in with a, a doctor too to find out what your personal situation is. Like, Christina, you mentioned having a lot of digestive issues. Like, I don't struggle as much with digest- digestion. So I can't necessarily give advice or and I think that's the issue with with magazines is like they want to appeal to every reader so they just put out really broad things and Mm -hmm. I think what the most valuable thing is is trial and error on your on yourself and and like taking note of what's making you feel good and what's not because you know I think you have to kind of eliminate some foods and then reintroduce them like let's take for example gluten like you go gluten-free for a week take note of your energy levels take note of you know, just how you feel bloating, so on and so forth. And then when you reintroduce it, do you feel like shit again? Yeah. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not for you. I think that's the issue is like, we all want this like instant answer. Right. Mm-hmm. But then health and, and diet and the way and bodies in general are, we have them for the long run. Like this is for longevity. And to think that we're going to have like this quick fix answer is really unrealistic too, because, um, I think that women need to learn to first of all, like look at food for what it is, which is like, it's a life force. It allows us to do things. It allows us to walk to class and like hang out with our friends and go for a run. And I think you need to look at food like as something like really like you cherish a little bit and just, you know, make that your reason for certain decisions. Like, okay, I'm going to drink all this water. It doesn't taste amazing to me yet, but I know it's the best thing for me. So as far as like resources go, I think you're really lucky when you're in college, because you typically, like depending on where you are, I, I don't know about like Kansas, but you typically have, they know there's a lot of students there and they know a lot of students need to eat and we'll have, we'll go out and spend the money and, and go get food. So I know where I went to school, we did have like a decent amount of like juice bars and smoothie bars and, and options there. And I think that in general, like that's becoming more common and I'm sure it is in LA, um, <laughs> you know, obviously. So I, I don't think it's, I think it's also important if you do have resources, like as far as like a kitchen and, and a blender, like teach yourself how to do it because not only is it going to be less expensive, it's also really like empowering a little bit to like learn how to like cook. I mean, you're in college, you're out on your own. Um, I don't know. Just learn a few basic recipes. Yeah. I like what you said about like instant gratification because a lot of times when people switch and you know, starting a healthier journey, like their body might react differently. Like when I was transitioning or still am transitioning from vegan to adding, you know, certain um, animal products back into my diet, like I feel like nauseous, but I I understand like that's part of the process of um, your body getting used to like, you know, new things into your diet again. I think I I know not everybody like has the money for this, but I think if somebody does, like if you're I think that a health coach is so valuable. Like, 
if you can get one you know like that was really i wouldn't have been able to figure my life out without the help the help of all of my many health coaches and also if you don't have access to that like like what you're saying before blogs like blogs saved me because it's what you're saying before how magazines just put out general information for everybody a blog like you're kind of getting to know a specific person and Mm -hmm. if that person happens to struggle with similar things as you maybe what worked for them would be more likely to work for you like totally like right with my digestion like I was trying to fix my digestion by following all the advice from just generic magazines and just generic articles online. And then it wasn't until I started reading blogs and finding people who had similar stories to me that I started realizing all these other things I should look into. And it was like a whole new world. And then that's when I finally started finding relief because I was none of that information was in a generic magazine. Mm -hmm. Really? I have um, like the main things I would say to do in college is to, well, first of all, like find a tribe of people that can like be in this with you. Like you guys found each other, which is amazing. Yeah. You just have like one other person that can like be your accountability partner, be your support system. So, you know, it's not to say they're going to force you to go to the gym every day, but like, you know, maybe they can be the person that you stay in with on Friday night if you don't feel like going out, you know what I mean? So you're not feeling like you're the only person that's not going out. Um, or maybe they can be the person that like you guys go make smoothies together one day. I think having that support system is really good. And then I also just think like Kate was mentioning, like try to stay away from the inflammatory foods as much as you can. So that's, you know, alcohol, of course, is one of them, but mm. also <laughs> gluten, um, dairy, sugar. And it's not to say that you have to do it all the time. Yeah. Soy, but just like as much as you can, like take each meal as it comes. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe you get that salad without cheese this time, you know, because you want to have pizza later. Like every little bit of those inflammatory foods you keep out of your system will obviously help. And then just try to keep things simple. Like every time you're forced with – not forced, but every time you're in that decision-making mode for your next meal, like how can you make this meal as close to the earth as possible? Like what's the way to make this as whole as possible? It's not – you know, like take the the road less processed, I will say. Even if it's removing certain things to make it a little bit better. Yeah. And even just like, okay, one of the ones that kills me every time is so many, I know people our age, everybody cooks with canola oil. (laughs) Oh my God. Stop. (laughs) Like they literally, they don't, they don't realize or the vegetable oil. Yeah. I wrote a blog post about this. My friend, I was like, why are you cooking with vegetable oil? She's like, it's made from vegetables. It's healthy. And I was like, oh just like potatoes God. are so good for like, you just, too. Yeah. Just like, all you have to do is just like switch the oil and you'll feel so much better. Absolutely. Um, also, and then like you were saying too, like health coaches are awesome. But like if you can't afford a health coach, like try to find an online system of some sort that you really relate to. Like Kate and I started our membership program and the, yeah. you know, like those things can tend to be really affordable because you're not, you're still getting attention from someone directly, but it's not, you know, as much of an investment. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about that, but I have one question before we get into the festival and Ooh, the society yeah. and everything. Okay. <coughs> Going back to the exercise thing, cause this is a question like people ask me a lot and I want to know how you guys say it. A lot of people say, cause I'm like all big on like stop overtraining because I was overtraining for so long and I was like addicted to exercise. And so I feel so strongly about it. Like what do you define as like overtraining or like overexercising? 
Um, I think that it's really, it it depends. If you've been an athlete all of your life, it's going to look differently than someone who's not, um, and maybe needs to maybe exercise a little bit more, like to be honest, like just for their health, um, Mm -hmm. not for weight or anything, but needs to get more movement in their life. So I think it's, it's really, it comes down again to like obsession and it's like, how much of your day is is evolving around the gym? How much thought are you able to let it go if like life comes up and you're just not able to make that class? Um, you know, obviously there's other physical sim- signs, and I'm not, I don't have like the background to tell you like what to look for there. But just mindset wise, you know, if it's consuming you, then time to ease back. Also, I think um, personally, I don't love like training or like. Even sometimes I even just take like a week or two from the gym and just find other ways. Like I I rather just get outside and move and Mm -hmm. go for long walks or or runs or something and and not even bring any of like the exercise mindset into it. More just like I need to just – I just need to move my body. My body has that feeling. Like you know when you need to move kind of. like making it a part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just needs to be – you know, and find something you really enjoy. Like yoga, I'm like obsessed with it. Like I – I'm so happy when I'm on the mat, but like put me on a treadmill. Oh my God. So <laughs> you can you know, not pay me a million dollars to get on a treadmill. No, no. So I think that too. I mean, if you're not loving what you're doing, then yeah, why are you doing it? Yeah. Jess, you must like see, do you see stuff like this with your clients? I do. Yeah. I mean, everyone's different. Obviously some people don't exercise at all. Some people exercise like seven days a week and that you know, like Kate was saying, everyone's different. If it's a healthy relationship with exercise, then it's okay to have it pretty regularly. But, you know, there's really that, you just need that balance. Like she was saying, is it consuming you? If so, it's probably too much. Are you enjoying it? You know, like those are really good indicators to determine if it is the right amount. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. I mean, when I was like freaking out of control, I felt like if I missed my workout, like my life was gonna end you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. like that's how you know mm-hmm. so you yeah. know something's like, wrong sums gotta, it up you gotta fix it and also i know people like i forget who i was talking to about this but they're really like pounding into me they're like well how much time is like too much i'm like i can't like tell like, about I don't the time know. Like, it's just like asking people like how much food is too much like you have to like cater it to your you body feel it, and also it like depends what you're doing like if you're doing like hatha yoga like (laughs) go for it every day if you're like lifting heavy weights like probably don't want to do that like every single day seven days a week for like the rest of you know like i don't know totally you know it's everything is so different depending on what you're doing like it's common sense a little bit and i mean and well it's common sense if you want to look for it like that (laughs) way like if you want to like if you don't if you know that you're obsessing but I think just variety too really helps me like I'll go to the gym just and show up and whatever class is happening that's what I'm taking and it could be a you know a step class with 80 year old women and I don't care because (laughs) like it's just different like I think (laughs) my body needs to be shocked a little bit and like um (laughs) not just get in the same pattern every single every week yeah that's a good point Wait till you guys, I'm a little bit older than you guys, like wait till you get married and and (laughs) you do that because then I used to go to bar class literally like five days a week, routinely loved it, had my friends there and now I'm lucky if I 
I mean, I work out at home now pretty much exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> Your life just changes and you have to be able to like, that's another way, you know, if like you had an unhealthy relationship with exercise, because like, if you get so upset about that and like, can't go on with your life because you're not able to get to the gym anymore, like that maybe is a slight issue. Like I, you have to be flexible and like figure out another way and like make it work. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, I mean, it's like what you're saying, like depending on what point you're at in your life, it's going to be different how much time you can dedicate to it. You know, like yeah. I think when I was like, when I was in high school, I was exercising all the time, like, and now it's like less. And I'm sure once I get older, it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. it's just different depending on what you're doing. I think okay. college students too. Sorry, last thing. No, I just think ahead. that they need to remember too in high school, like not only is like metabolism on your side, but yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. most, most people in high school participate in a sport and something really organized with their exercise and it, it's it's heavy exercise so yeah. when you become an adult and it's not quite possible like you kind of have to just prepare for that <laughs> it's okay guys yeah <laughs> okay so i want to talk about the society so why don't Yay. you tell us what it is how you came up with it just let's talk about it yay yes do you want to start yeah I'll talk. So the society is, uh, we just wanted to create a space where, you know, you could join and have the support of a health coach mixed with a food blogger whenever you want it for less money. Like we said, like Kate and I really want to just make this lifestyle, um, like more available and accessible to especially people in our community, but really anywhere. Um, we just wanted to sh- be able to show you, like, you don't have to read Shape Magazine to get conflicting information. You don't have to cook, like, for three hours on a Sunday in order to be successful. Like, you don't have to hire, if you don't want to, a health coach for, you know, a couple hundred dollars a month. Like, you can do it on your own with just a little bit of support. And, you know, we really think that that team environment is really important or at least having someone there to help support you. And so by way of the society, you're getting, you're getting meal plans. Um, you're getting like how to meal plan. You're not getting like, here's what exactly to eat every single day. Cause you don't think that's a successful way to approach. It's not sustainable. Like yeah. if I tell you to have a brown rice quinoa bowl on Monday for lunch, you know, a black bean taco uh, for dinner and you screw that up one day, I feel like then that makes you just throw everything out the window. Yeah. So we instead tell you like how to meal plan, like how to think about your week in a, in a nice way where you're not wasting food, you're setting yourself up for success, you're controlling what you're eating. Um, but then we like give you really easy recipes. So you know, you're not spending all day in the kitchen. You're not spending your whole weekend in the kitchen. Kay and I are super busy people. And like when I get home from working, I want to just be able to hang out with my husband and my daughter and not spend all night in the kitchen. So yeah. keep everything to like 20, 30 minutes, a lot, not a lot of ingredients, but a ton of flavor. Um, Kate and I both have experience obviously with cooking food and making it taste. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we also don't want you spending a ton of money on ingredients and we want you to be able to make leftovers and have those for other meals. Um, so the society is really all about ease. Like how can I bring good food into my life in an easy way, no matter what stage of my life I'm in, whether I'm in college or I am at home with my parents or I'm, you know, a working individual or, you know, I have a family 
the society is there to like help you figure all that out. So we're in it every day so that we can help answer questions from individual situations um, so that we can keep you motivated to keep doing what you're doing and, um, and keep you excited about your progress. And um, then we also, you know, bring in some aspects of movement and self care and Kate can really talk about this stuff. Yeah. So everything just said is, is absolutely true. Like we just want ease we want it to be accessible and we want it to be sustainable always, like everything that we try to create with good. Um, you know, I think the women that we're, we're marketing towards are, are really like independent, strong, capable women. So for us to like tell you exactly what to eat all day, like that just feels weird to me. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I don't want to be told what to eat. Like yeah. I, I got it. So um, I think that that sets us apart. It's like we kind of were there for support. We're there to show examples but we totally believe in you, which me personally, if I had a health coach, um, I feel like I do because I text Jess all day long. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I want them to, to, to believe in me enough for me to believe in me too. So um, that's first. And then as far as like the self-care portion and, and we developed like a self-love journal. So every few days there's like a prompt um, that gets you thinking a little bit about your journey and, and what wellness means to you. Because I think when women start implementing these changes and, and doing things with their food, um, they need to kind of tap in to like how it's making them feel like, wow, I'm feeling more confident. I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, just better. I have better energy. My moods are better. I'm more positive. I I like my body more. It hasn't even changed. Maybe the scale hasn't changed at all. Your size hasn't changed, but because you're putting good food in, you're probably getting back good feelings and good vibes. And yeah, I think it's important to, to check in on that too, because again, like, I hate to keep, you know, beating a dead horse with the sustainable thing, but it really needs to become a lifestyle. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. true. And like, I mean, it's so, it's like literally like you have access to like health coaching all the time. Yeah. I think it's so, I wish that every person, like every woman in college was part of it. Like, we had a taste of it when Christina made the, um, the pumpkin oh, yeah. spice cheesecake. Yes. Yeah. They oh were so good. They were <laughs> gone so in like, good. they were gone in like three days. Yeah, like and I, I made, was so like, happy with that recipe. I made like, way more than the recipe called for like i made so many of them and it took me like 10 minutes like less it than, didn't take long right it's just, it was the quick. only time that it takes is just you have to wait for it to freeze but well, yeah. also it was, it's like yeah. hot in la so it was like perfect yeah but it's hot it's in the so fall the recipes are so easy and like i just okay so basically i like i'm part of the society and yes, yes. if basically so you sign up and you pay a very not a lot of money for everything you get and 40 bucks yeah you get all the materials sent to like you get all the materials sent to you and you have workouts you have a ton of recipes you have breakfast lunch dinner snacks dessert everything you get self-care information you get just like random health information and then you're part of the facebook group so you have like 24 7 support and like that's so cool It's just, like, everything you need to, like, what you're saying, live a sustainably healthy lifestyle. And, like, you can learn from the other women in it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's really powerful. And I love it. And I think everybody should join. I logged into the group today. And I don't know if you saw Jess, but um, Jess kind of just did, like, a happy weekend thing. What's everybody up to this weekend? In addition to some health tips. And, like, someone was like, hey, does anyone know of, like, anything outdoors in Philly this weekend? It's supposed to be a great, like, great weather. And it just – that's cool to see too. Like yeah. uh, right now we have a lot of Philly based women in it, but I don't know. I just like that. Like the yeah. fact that she felt comfortable kind of like asking the group what they were up to was really, really cool for yeah. me. No, it's like so 
I just love the community aspect of it. And, like, I mean, I'm not in Philly, but I still feel like I'm, like, in the group. You're yeah. definitely still in it. Yeah. It's almost I like your group it. where, like, you read something or, you know, you see something and you, like, have someone to go tell it to or you have someone to, yeah. like, ask yeah. questions to. Yeah. I think – and that's, like, another thing – before when I was saying where do people find resources, something like that, like – if you have a question about health or fitness or something, you mm-hmm. can go into a group like that and just write it, write it in there and someone, cool. everyone will respond, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So what are you guys making any changes for winter? Like, yes. Do you want to talk about that at all? Like what can Definitely. people expect? Yeah. So we, every season, that's another thing. I don't know if we really described, um, it's seasonal. So every three months, there are new materials that kind of reflect the season, not only with like the flavors of the recipes and the produce used, but also like, for instance, Jess and I are working on um, like the social aspect of the holidays and how it brings a lot of indulgent food and how to yeah. kind of balance that and, and decide what's important to you. Is it important to have a glass of champagne or dessert tonight? And just kind of navigating the holidays. It's a really weird time, like for so many reasons. Yeah, I think that's especially like a really good time to join something like this, like because people yes. have a hard time, like around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Definitely, just staying balanced. Yeah. And um, so yeah, that's you know the change to every so every season new materials in that sense. But um, this upcoming season, so the first one was this fall, and it was kind of you know, it was our first time. So we've learned a ton and we, um, definitely plan on making more recipes. So not only am I putting together like 20 more, but we're, we're adding in the fall as well because all that produce is kind of still applies to winter seasons. And then yeah. that gives you almost like 40 recipes, um, That's to use that build, yeah. Yeah, to build, <laughs> seriously, to build your meal plans around. So. Okay. That's awesome. That's so let's talk about the festival. Yes. So, why don't you tell us what it is? Oh my goodness. It is. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> good. The Good Festival is. <laughs> um, it's a one day event and it is meant to inspire a woman's love for wellness. And really, it's a space for her to build on her wellness and to just feel like she's a part of a community for sure, to feel like she um, did something for herself. So I think what the event really is, is it's a ton of great content. We're going to have speakers. We're going to have a workout in the morning. We're going to have great food, healthy food. We're going to have green juice. We're yeah. going to meditate. We're going to do it all. We're going to have music. We're going to, it's a beautiful, like beautifully decorated space. It's going to look great. It's going to be a totally Instagrammable moment for those of you who are worried about it. And, um, I'm but most ready. yeah, right. Are you going to put on your Insta story? So we can follow you guys along. Oh, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm oh, you are? Yeah, I'm going. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> you should She's come our to first <laughs> April 22nd in Philadelphia. April 22nd. Your birthday month, girl. Yeah, my birthday month. <laughs> it's Earth Day, too, we found out. Oh, that's perfect. Aww. Yeah, so it's, it's again, about like – and we can get more into the details of what the, the day looks like. But it's – the overarching goal is to, again, like – get off Instagram a little bit and maybe meet in person and like find some women who have your same vibe. Like, you know, Oh, you love spin class too. Okay. I'll meet you at this class next Saturday. And just to kind of like, yeah, build a tribe, honestly. Mm -hmm. And, and just feel like you did something for yourself and maybe it just, you know, I was thinking about it today. Like it's kind of like, let's take, for example, a concert before the concert, you listen to the artist. Like you're like really excited. You're getting ready. And then afterwards you keep listening to them because you like, kind of like fell back in love with it. I think every woman that will be attending 
already is on a wellness journey of some kind, all different stages, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of to like reignite that passion and just to be like, okay, here are more tools so you can take it a step further and you can, you can really get into this and, and live your good life. Yeah. And what I think is cool about it is like, I mean, there's a lot of events. Oh, whoops. Sorry. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of events like wellness events in LA, but I feel like they're really targeted towards people who are just already in the wellness space Mm -hmm. versus like something like your festival is really accessible to somebody who just doesn't really know anything about it, but wants to get involved and also, or somebody who's super into wellness and health already, you know? Yeah. I think there's going to be opportunity for sure for women who want to build a career out of wellness, like Jess Jess and I did, um, for them to kind of like, become more involved and, and there's just going to be information that's really valuable to them too. But, you know, we also didn't want it to be like backed by an insurance company or like (laughs) the hospital. Like it's just, it's really, it's holistic and they're, they're brands that we trust and believe in and we aren't going to just put something, put shit together for you. Yeah. Okay. Can you just like really quickly like run through what the day's going to be like? Sure. Jess, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So we are, um, you know, we just, of course, Kate and I are very type A and we've been going through this agenda <laughs> like every day, but constantly. Um, what it's going to be is you, it's really like a nine to five. So the way we are marketing this is like, hey, this is something new to do on your Saturday. Like bring your girlfriends and then you guys like all go out to dinner afterwards. Um, and so the way we see this happening is, you get there, you register, and then you're on your mat for a yoga Pilates class. Um, then you move into the other room, which is where we're going to have the majority of the content. And you're going to be taken through a guided meditation visualization exercise that's really like down to earth. Um, Key word for everything we're doing is we want it to be really relatable and down to earth. We don't want anything that's too like out there that you feel like you really can't bring. Like, <laughs> yeah. too dippy dippy. Um, because Kate and I, if nothing else, we're really real (laughs) and um, we, you know, tell it how it is. And we just need to make sure that everyone that's providing content to our guests that day is like us. So, Mm -hmm. um, after you go through that exercise, we are going to have, um, a speaker come and talk about food in some aspect. Um, we're still working on the details of that, but it may be a demo that is something really easy you can make on your busy days. Or, you know, we talk about, we just go through like a really um, cool Q&A that helps you bring uh, more balanced whole foods into your life, Um, more mindful eating and how to do that. Um, But that will lead us into lunch. So we have a healthy lunch that's planned um, and part of the festival. We also have a juice in the beginning that's part of the, your price of admission. And um, after lunch, Um, In addition, you know, you can either browse our marketplace during this time, mingle with your new friends or the friends you brought, um, or we're going to also have the opportunity to do some VIP breakout sessions um, with some of our our speakers during this time um, in small groups so that you really get that one-on-one, you know, attention with, um, from them. After lunch and after these breakout sessions, um, the rest of the afternoon will be comprised of a panel of some local Philadelphia leaders as well as um, some of our speakers to talk about like how they made wellness, you know, like how they made this lifestyle, like what are their best tips to make this, you know, real 
Um, you know, we learned a lot of stuff today about food and, and self-care and stuff, but how do you like actually put it into your life? Cause I love reading about people's routines online. Same. Obsessed. Best. Yes. Guilty so pleasure. Really, it really is. <laughs> routine. What do you do every day? Like, how do you do this? Um, because we think it's really fascinating. Um, and, you know, we're going to end the day with, um, you know, how you just learned so much information, like, how do you take this now and make it part of your life or even one aspect of it part of your life? And really what the biggest um, thing will be is are you going to make yourself a priority? Like, and how do you do that? And so we're going to have a really amazing um, talk about that that leads into uh, a toast, um, you know, and, and a little mingling event. that oh, then, Yeah, make a little bubbly that then like <laughs> helps you kind of like end the day on a really high note again, like, you know, interact with all the, the curated vendors that we put into this marketplace and, you know, say goodbye to your new friends. And then, you know, you guys all join the society and keep in touch. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. I'm totally. literally so excited. Like, it's I like know. my dream day. Aww. I text Christina everything about it. <laughs> it pumps me up. Is this an event that you guys think you'll do annually? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think we always want it to be here in Philly annually because we just think the Philly women are going to love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, we also would love to expand in addition to that and maybe take it other places too, other cities. Yeah, like LA. No problem. We just really wanted to create like the ultimate girls day that like we would want to go to. And that's what we're doing. It is. I'm literally so excited. I would not be flying across the country if I was not excited. (laughs) I know. She's dedicated. I'm so dedicated. I'm like just like daydreaming about it. Okay. I'm going to stop. Okay. So... How do people sign up for the festival and for the society? So the Good Society, um, you can head to thegoodsctycom Throw it in the show notes, Christine. I will. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> um, and you can either purchase, you know, a seasonal uh, three-month membership or yearly. And it breaks down, you know, what that ends up costing per week, which is pretty, pretty damn reasonable. And then um, as far as the... F- yeah, it's like $3. The mm-hmm. festival is um, taking place, like we said, April 22nd in Philadelphia this year. However, tickets are not going on sale until maybe January. So we're definitely going to keep you posted. But you can sign up to be the first to know um, when tickets go on sale. And that is at thegoodfest.com. And, um, yeah, follow us along at The Good Society, S-C-T-Y for society. We don't do vowels. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. So um, – yeah, definitely sign up, guys. Ask for Christmas. Ask for money to be able to buy a ticket. That's a great thing. Like, I don't know. Do do people want to, like, purchase something so far ahead? In Christmas? We're, we're toying with this, this idea. So it's TBD. Yeah. But <laughs> it'll be there soon. But, okay, you can still sign up for the Society right now, though, and get your yeah, materials. Can you can. sign up mid-season? Yeah, yes, absolutely. you can. Okay, cool. Absolutely, yeah. So all the time. You- Because the thing is, like, you get the every material that you download, whether it's like, you know, 
we have documents on like what's bullshit in the health world. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You know, which everybody needs to read. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> or like we have hippie chic, which like takes something that you may think is so out there, like oil pulling or dry brushing, and tells you why you should be doing it and why it's legit. So like you get access to all those documents and all the recipes, and you download them and you keep them forever. So you can really join at any time and get access to all that stuff. And maybe you don't want to be part of the Facebook group and you want to do it on your own. And that's totally cool too. But you definitely should be in the Facebook group because yes, I love it. It's like all the information that you need in one place. Yeah, exactly. And not to go back to, I mean the festival just real quick. Like I know that like we were maybe a little vague about our speakers and everything, but I will say that I promise you, and I hope you can vouch for me, Christina, (laughs) we will be bringing a great lineup of, of serious badass wellness ladies um so they will be announced like in the next couple weeks so we're going to continue to keep everyone posted and tease a bunch on social and stuff too but um yeah yeah look out for that too it's legit i'm like so excited you're catching us in early stages that's all okay so this has been amazing why don't you guys each tell us where the listeners can find you personally sure you can find me at kaylinit.com or on Instagram at she underscore B underscore in underscore. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> she be killing it. Okay. And, and you can find me at healthcoachphilly.com or follow me on Instagram at healthcoachphilly. And follow her on Instagram, not or. Or, <laughs> yes. Do both. Do- <laughs> okay. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been so fun and I feel like. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot, too. And I feel like a lot of our college college friends can learn a lot from this, too. Yeah. I, like, really want everybody, I, like, desperately want everybody to join the society because I just think it would be so helpful for everyone. You yeah. should have done actually adult special. Yeah, you, you should. We'll email you. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Awesome. Well, cancel your Cosmos. Just- <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. enough with the Cosmo already. Oh, my God. This is the real deal. Okay, Cat- well. Cancel your Cosmos. We're going to yeah. start. <laughs> I know it's late there, so thanks for staying on here with us. Um, and, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for making my podcast dreams come true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like a slumber party. Yeah, no, I, I love told this. Christina. We have- I told her that. Yeah, I want to like have a girls' night with you guys. Like, well, April. We'll yeah, see April. Ya. Nina, quit school. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because you're gonna be done, right? Yeah, I'll be yeah. done with school. But okay, well, we will let you go. But thank you again so much, and thank you so much. Yeah, we're gonna I'll email you the link to this and everything. Yay! Well, thank, thank you guys. You. Okay, bye. 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 <laughs> Okay, so that was fun. That was a lot of information, a yeah. lot of helpful information. Yeah, I love them. They're so nice and so real and down yeah. to earth. And I want them to come to LA so they can hang out with I me. I know. <laughs> we can take them to all our favorite places. Yeah, for sure. So you guys should definitely join the society. Like, sincerely, I love being a part of it. And I just think it's so helpful for especially just anyone who needs a resource for a healthy living and healthy lifestyle. It's just a really great trustworthy resource. And it contributes so much more to your life than like Cosmo. Yeah. Like so much more. Bullshit. (laughs) Don't trust. Don't trust the media. (laughs) But yeah, anyways, definitely subscribe if you enjoyed this so that you always get updated 
when we put out new episodes and please leave a rating and review on itunes and stitcher show us some love make sure you send in topics questions um yeah all that good stuff you can send it into actuallyadultish.com or email us at actuallyadultish at gmail.com and hopefully hopefully you got some you learned some stuff in this i like really hope you did and applying it to your life yeah apply it Mm -hmm. to your life so we will talk to you guys again next week Bye. bye